Oh, that is so much better. Yeah, Ooh. that's better. Yay! I feel like a big old nerd with this on. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting ready to do some phone sex or <laughs> circa the late 90s. <laughs> How are you doing today? My name's Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> That's a Will and Grace reference, if ever. (laughs) Also, uh, today was much excite for Grandma finally got her own chest freezer. Nice. I thought you were going to say got run over by a reindeer and I was going to offer my condolences. That would be hilarious. (laughs) But no, Grandma finally got a chest freezer. Okay. That's rad. Oh, I am super stoked about it. <laughs> and then I had to pick it up at Lowe's and the guy that was helping me out and the girl finding my order on the computer, I had my mask on that you got us mm-hmm. and they were both like, love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl was like, I love Leslie. He's just the best. He's just such a treasure. He's a genuine treasure. Did you pull something nasty out of your eye? It was a pointy eyelash. A spider. (laughs) You would have seen my soul leave my body had that been a thing. Had that been accurate. Um, No, I did pull an actual, like, long hair out of my eye the other day. Ooh, fun. It was not. I was like, let's do this again. (laughs) Magician. Gross. Well, we're recording. Oh, good. Hey. Great. Welcome. Welcome home. Where you get to hear about all the weird things that I'm pulling out of my eyeballs. <laughs> they may be paranormal. I'm not sure. Welcome to Ghost Knows Paranormal Podcast, where today just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I have back hose. Me too. But I can't access them because I'm afraid if I try to get into my notes on my phone, I'm going to hang up on you guys. So I'll do it next week. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's that. Right. You won't, but I get it. I don't trust myself. (laughs) No, I know. I get it. This is horseshit. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm blaming Gwyneth Paltrow. That's fine. I actually have a backhoe about her. Oh, do you? I do. So I'll just start with that one. Um, so somebody let me know that, uh, natural wood, because you're talking about that bowl, oh, right. that stupid expensive bowl. He said that normally natural wood is, that, that means it's collected from the ground and not cut from the tree itself. Okay. Uh, like Hawaiian koa wood, uh, has to be harvested that way by law. Interesting. So that natural wood bowl most likely means that a bunch of people just gathered a bunch of sticks and pieces of this tree from the ground and then cobbled together a bowl that's way too much money. Right. 
So it kind of makes me even more upset that that's a thing. That Wonderful. She's the worst. She is the worst. Oh, and apparently, so in response, this was another person that sent me these. Um, I guess in response to Gwyneth's vagina candle, somebody made a, this is what my penis smells like candle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I want to give them double what the vagina candle costs. Exactly. And I, it looks identical to the candle that Gwyneth made. And so that's fucking hilarious. And even more hilarious or upsetting, both. Uh, I guess one person that bought a ton of her vagina candles was Elton John. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, I I don't know if I should be really, really upset about it. Or if it's just really of like so bizarre that it's hilarious, I can't decide. So, Elton John is a shopping addict. Uh, okay, like legitimately, he is addicted to shopping, and uh, I have a feeling this—that's <laughs> one of those purchases where he's like, "I know it's a bad thing to do, but I gotta—I have to do it." I bet you it's one of those things where he bought a bunch of them to give to his lady friends for Christmas. Like he's because got. Oh yeah, like everybody you know, on the label. Yeah, like yeah. as a a gag gift, which you know. No, I bet he's serious. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a gag gift. I don't know. I mean, it's hard gift, to say. If he's giving it to all of the ladies at his label, that in and of itself is kind of a gag gift. Yeah. Fair. 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 I yeah no. Candles. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. And also, um, because I just wrote these down. So I got these two names mixed up when I was doing John List. Yeah. So Robert Wagner was married to Natalie Wood. Yes, he would. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. not Robert Blake. But easy to confuse because while Robert Wagner Natalie Wood, his wife, died under suspicious circumstances. Uh, And in 2018, he was named as a person of interest in her case. Well, Robert Blake was not married to Natalie Wood. However, he was tried for murdering his second wife in 2001, which he was acquitted of. And then his three kids took him to civil court in 2005 um, to sue him for their mother's wrongful death. And huh. they won, and he had to pay them $30 million. Oh. So, Robert Wagner, Robert Blake, two different people. Easy to see how I could have confused them, though, because they're both suspiciously linked to their wives' deaths. Right. So, thank you, all of the people that pointed that one out to me. Uh, I was like, I know, I know. Thank you. Uh, I know. I've heard it like seventeen times now, but I appreciate that you were all listening very closely. And then, speaking of John List, I have to find it. But 
in our Ghosts and Host Squad page on the Facebook, someone posted, uh, her name is Teresa. She said, I just found out that my grandparents worked with John List at Xerox. Oh. Uh, my grandma was in the secretarial pool in his department, and my grandpa was one of his accountants. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is what she sent. Um, She said, okay, so here's the deal from my grandma. He was quiet and a bit nerdy. He was perfectly polite, but just a bit odd. He didn't have many friends at work and mostly kept to himself. But when the other girls or I had to talk to him, he was reasonably friendly. He seemed like an upstanding gentleman. He went to church and went home to his family every night. If we'd had to guess who among us would do something terrible, he wouldn't have been the one we chose. When it came out what he'd done, none of us believed it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she said that... um, She's like, I guess my grandpa knew him better, but he died last year. I really wonder what else he may have said. So, a listener connection to John fucking List. Interesting. That's super cool. cool. Right? Literally, as soon as I read that, I'm like, I have whole body chills and I need to know everything right now. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. Um, but yeah, so those are my back hoes. Um, I'll do mine next week. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. I forgot what else I was going to say. There was something. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people agreed that the way that guy died was definitely an over-exaggeration. Like, what? Just the cartooning... <laughs> had a hole full of dynamite. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's a that's quite the overreaction." Mm-hmm. Well, burning everyone's fucking house down around you is kind of a also, bit much too. <laughs> also, too much. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, I have tea. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I have tea. I've got Same. magic water. <gasps> Magic water. Um, (laughs) Do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? The bullshit reason why we're calling in? The the elephant not in the room? Right, right. (laughs) So, yeah, we're doing a little call-in episode today because my daughter was exposed to the Ronis at work. And she went and got tested, which we found out today was negative, but we weren't sure, A, if she had the Ronis, or B, when she was going to get her test results back. So, to be on the safe side, which is the right thing to do, uh, we postponed our our recording we were going to do yesterday for Patreon, and we are calling in today for safety. Yay! Just in case. Yay, safety. I mean, but like boo at the same time, like fuck safety a little bit. Yeah. You know, I I honestly, I am so glad it came out negative. Um, For sure. It's that that was scary. And the thing that upsets me the most about the situation was that the co-worker, um, her, one of her family members was already had already been tested and hadn't gotten results yet. Oh Jesus! So 
that's the thing that pisses me off. She should not have been at work. Right. So that is the part that pisses me off the most because I know with my job, I do, I, 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 the highest standards of sanitation and I follow the state's guidelines explicitly to keep myself and my clients safe. And it's just so frustrating when, you know, but it's, it's this thing. This is why we all are all bashing our heads in because, you know, bless her heart. She's a young girl. She's 18 years old and, you know, she's totally asymptomatic. She was not ill at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But someone in her family had been tested. I don't know whether she had already taken the test and not gotten results yet or not. Cause you can't, you know, they don't, there's not a lot of details. Right. Cause they can't, uh, you know, divulge a whole lot of stuff, but so yeah, that sucks, but glad all is well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that is that. That is that. But guys, please wear your masks. If someone in your family's sick, stay home. Yep. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Yeah. And for everyone, you know, 30 and under, this is real. This is serious. Please take it seriously. Please. So anyway. That's that. Yeah. That's the old elephant farting elephant in the room. <laughs> 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 Who goes first today? Um. Well, shit. Me. I think it is you. Me. It is. Take a second. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Best part is, I just looked too, and already I forgot. Yay. Hooray! <laughs> also, nobody can see this but me, but all like your backgrounds almost match up, and there's your comforter is almost the same color as that orange panel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna That's take a great. picture. I'm gonna take a picture of it because it makes me giggle. Um. Scoot over a little that way. There you go. Um, Also, I hope you've all enjoyed the beautiful photos of myself I've been posting on our Instagram. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I was like, shit, I saw that one. I was laughing at your face and I was like, hell, I don't even know what made her make make that face. (laughs) Uh, It was during the Patreon recording. Um, that comes out on the 27th. Yeah. It could have been a number of things that day. I know exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, but nobody will know what I'm talking about yet. But, <laughs> yeah. And then also my white claw, my warm white claw picture, uh, where I look like my birth father, French Stewart. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Ah, oh, bless it. All right, so yeah, I got a, I got a story. I've actually, I've actually got quite a few. Yeah, one. Yeah, been there. It's one of those. It's one of those yeah. kinds of days, guys. One of those. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Here, here we go. Here we go. Um. 
So whether there's the spirits of a mournful or vengeful woman or the collective creation of the imaginations of many, uh, the legends and mythos are never ending. So I'm not quite sure where it came from, but I've been a little obsessed with lady in white stories recently. Uh, So today I'm going to talk about some of the more well-known spectral ladies around the world. There you go. So strap in, friends. Let's get weird. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here for it. Lady in white. So up first, the OG lady in white, of course. Uh, perhaps the most famous version of the Lady in White is the tragic one where she was either murdered or committed suicide. Uh, there are a lot of ladies in white that have been spotted. They're brides. So there's some horrible story behind their tragic wen- wedding that never happened. Um, she's then said to haunt wherever she died, roaming around and moaning for the things in life that she lost. Uh, various sightings and encounters with ladies in white have been reported for hundreds of years across the UK, Europe, and Ireland. Uh, some of these ghostly figures appear nightly to reenact their final moments, like the woman seen jumping from the Porchester Castle in Hampshire in order to save her child. Um, in 2019, a young boy reported that he'd been woken up by the lady in white, or she's known as the white lady uh, of... Blenkinsop in Northumberland. It's the castle, obviously, which I want to go to because literally any castle, let's go. Um, So he said that she tried to get him out of bed to come to the secret vaults with her to find a box of gold that was hidden there. Okay. Uh, When he refused, she became angry and disappeared. However... There are legends of spectral women in white from all over the world. Uh, In the Philippines, their version is known as the White Lady of Belit Drive. Uh, She typically appears between midnight and 3 a.m. on Belit Drive or somewhere relatively nearby. Uh, She's usually spotted standing on the side of the road attempting to hitch a ride. Everything starts out normally. If she does manage to get in someone's car, that is, until the driver looks at her only to see her face completely covered in blood before she disappears. So it's like a giant jump scare. Um, there are a lot of car crashes reported in that area, and while there's no real proof, most people attribute them to the white lady. Um, in Brazil, there's an entire group of ghosts known as the Damas Brancas, white ladies. Uh, these women in white are allegedly the spirits of women who died tragically, either in childbirth or by murder. Uh, they sadly roam all over Brazil, and while they usually don't speak, they have been known to tell their sad tales to the brave folks who are willing to stop and listen to it. Uh, the Netherlands also have their own group of white ladies known as the Witta Wyven, which translates to wise women, loosely. Uh, literally, it does translate to white woman, but because language is weird, the intent was a play on the English word of witty, um, according to some sources. So, wise woman, but also white. It's a it was a weird thing. I'm like, sure, widow wyvern, white lady. And they're like, no, it's supposed to mean clever or wise. If you insist, Dutch people. Uh, so the widow wyvern are said to have originally been herbalist healers while on Earth uh, with the powers of prophecy and seeing into the future. What does that sound? Do you hear that? 
I do, and I don't know. Uh, that's an echo coming from Google. Oh, okay. Damn you, Google. Um, so once the witch of Wyvern passed on into the spirit world, they return as living spirits or elven beings. Ooh. Yeah. And then they reside in safe places and assist those that truly believe in them and need their help. That's what I want to be. You want to be a widow Wyvern? Yes. Cool. Um, they also, like, if you're lost and they're nearby and they know that you are the kind of person that would believe in them, then they will come to you and help you find your way home. Um, however, right, uh, they're also known to be tricksters and can absolutely find fun in scaring the shit out of you. This is definitely what I want to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of already are. You're just not dead. <laughs> that is so accurate. I know. It's not wrong. No. Um, but if you're a dick to the widow wyvern, and here's where it the likely the likeness continues, um, they may very well just lure you into the wilderness and you'll never be heard from again. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also said that they can appear as um like dressed in fog, which is really fucking cool. I am all for this. Yeah, Witch of Wyvern. Where do I sign up? Uh, you gotta go to the Netherlands. To the fjords. To the fjords! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know down I'm for a visit to the fjords. Let's go as soon as we can to the fjords, please. Yeah. Let's go do Viking shit. Uh, well, I mean, it's not gonna end that well for you guys. Especially me. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll know. be fine. I'll be I good. In fact, I might have a lot of fun. She's got a shield. I do. Yeah, I do. I have a shield, and its name is Lagertha. Yeah, so. it is. <laughs> and found it at a thrift store in Texas. It's hilarious. We did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so in Indonesian folklore, there's the okie dokie. Oh, what's that? <sighs> you know, <laughs> I didn't... I didn't find any videos to tell me how to say this this time. The okie dokie? Yeah. No, the, the name of the white lady in Indonesia. Oh, okay. So she's known as the, and I'm so sorry if any of you are Indonesian and I'm saying this very rudely and incorrectly, but uh, Kuntilanak or uh, the Pontianak. Okay. It's the same okay. thing, but I think it's regional depending on where you are. It's one of the two. Um, she is the vengeful spirit of a woman who died while pregnant. And if you want to know what this violent ghost looks like, picture Sadako or Samara from The Ring mm-hmm. or Kayako from The Grudge. White dress, very pale skin, long black hair covering her face. Okay. Good. Hooray! Because that's not terrifying at all. Generally very creepy, very eerie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it's worse. So she can be found hiding in swamps, forests, and trees. Yes. No thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of there, lady. That's weird. I don't like it. You know what? I say go for it. You do you, lady. (laughs) Um... So in an attempt to seduce any men that stumble across her hiding spot, uh, she can transform herself into a beautiful woman uh, before going full-on berserker and attacking, which 
they believe it's quite possible that she's she goes nuts to avenge her unborn child. Um, so once the attack begins, she shifts from a beautiful woman into a terrifying ghoul with long, sharp claws that she uses to rip her victims apart before eating them. Um, and it's believed that she focuses on ripping apart and eating a kernel organ. Ooh. Okay. And there are some, like, I got the feeling that she was mostly, like, attacking men, but it also said that she would rip apart her victims, mostly focusing on like their stomach area in an attempt to look for her lost child. Mm. So maybe she's an equal opportunity ghoul. Maybe. Uh, a, a goo indeed. Uh, another popular take on the lady in white is the weeping woman of Mexican, Central, and South American lore, La Llorona. Didn't they make a movie about that recently? They yeah. did. It yeah. is in the Conjuring universe. It is. I didn't know that. It, it is. Very, like, it's, oh, I got like real excited. Loosely. Yeah, you're like, oh, hey. And you're like, oh, now they're all together, and I love when that happens. <laughs> I'm a nerd, and I love James Wan. So, there's that. Someone tell uh, the person who made the nun that. Oh, I still like that one. I didn't yeah. say I love it. I liked it. Um, so La Llorona has many variations of her story, though all are equally tragic. Uh, the main story goes that there was a beautiful woman named Maria who met and fell in love with an incredibly handsome and wealthy man. Uh, they were married and had two sons, and as the years went on, Maria's husband lost interest and either abandoned his family completely or began an affair with a younger woman nearby. Uh, whichever way it went down, Maria lost her mind with grief and rage at learning her husband was either leaving her or she caught him cheating on her. Um, and then she drowned her young sons in a fit of revenge mm-hmm. and rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say that she threw the boys into the river and after they were swept away, she ran along the banks weeping for her children. Um, she then threw herself into the water and drowned, though uh, some say she was unable to find her children and died of a broken heart. Uh, again, whichever version you're familiar with, Lyrona comes back and wanders in a white gown near rivers or other bodies of water at night, wailing for mis hijos, which means my sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she asks, she wails for them and says, where are my sons? Uh, in some legends, hearing her cries is an omen of death. In other versions, if she spies a child out late in the night, she will take them as a replacement for her own, or she drowns them. Cool. Either way, yeah, either way, shit fucked. So, while there are many more myths and legends of ladies in white, there are also a few well-known specters that appear in other colors. Uh, so, let me introduce you. So, one of the most famous ghost photos in the history of all time is the brown lady of Raynham Hall. Yep. The identity of this particular ghost has long been accepted as that of Lady Dorothy Walpole, uh, wife to the violently ill-tempered Viscount Charles Townsend. So, as the rumor goes, Lady Dorothy Walpole was having an affair with Lord Thomas Wharton, and when her husband found out, punishment was severe. 
In a most interesting whisper, Townsend and the Countess of Wharton allegedly hatched a plan to get back at their cheating spouses. Um, the Countess invited Lady Dorothy over to spend a few days with her, knowing full well that Townsend would never let Dorothy leave. And he didn't. Instead, he confined her to a few rooms of the family home, Raynham Hall, where she eventually died imprisoned in her own home in 1726 of smallpox. Yeesh. Yeah, so kind of like a Blanche Monnier situation there, but not quite as extreme. But he's still like, he's like, no, you live in these three rooms now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first sighting of Lady Dorothy Walpole wasn't reported until Christmas time, 1835. Uh, Lord Townsend had invited numerous guests to Raynham Hall for the holiday. And while heading to their rooms one evening, several guests, including a man named Colonel Loftus, reported seeing a woman in a brown brocade dress who seemingly vanished into thin air. Uh, she was seen again the next night, but this time Colonel Loftus reported that he was drawn to the specter's empty eye sockets, dark in the glowing face. Yes. No, thank you. Yes. Several, several staff members actually quit after hearing that story. Huh. Yeah. So fucking metal. I know. I'm here for it. Uh, the brown lady was seen again the next year, 1836, by Captain Frederick Marriott. Ooh, a captain. He, um, a captain. A colonel and a captain. Uh, he allegedly requested to stay in the haunted room that Colonel Loftus had stayed in, as he wanted to prove that it wasn't truly haunted, but it was local smugglers trying to scare people away from the area. Don't ask me about his logic. I can't explain it. Um... In any case, he ended up running into Lady Walpole and was so fucking startled that he pulled his gun and attempted to shoot her in the face. <laughs> like, he literally shot this ghost in the face. Honestly, I don't blame him. I might have done the same thing. I mean, we've pointed it out before. You can't kill a ghost. Yeah, but not he doesn't know that yet. Not with a gun. Well, what would he have done if... Exactly. What would he have done if it had been an actual living person? And I he's guess he just, just like, would have shot a lady. <laughs> shot some girl right in the face. Sir, I need you to do some cocaine about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this concept is so funny to me. <laughs> it's great. Uh, what would he have done otherwise? I guess he just would have shot a lady. Raising was- <laughs> like, oh shit. They're like, wow, we are not inviting you anywhere ever. You keep doing this. It's the fifth time, Joel. We can't take you anywhere, Frederick. You just, your delicate sensitivities are not meant for the outside. You got a hair trigger, buddy. Literally. It's like, we're just going to take this gun away. Um, Anyway, Lady Walpole wasn't seen again until 1926. Oh. Yeah, when two visitors spotted her standing on the stairs, um, allegedly under a painting of herself. Which is, that would be fucking scary. You're like, hey, 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 
No. That's like a little narcissistic, though. She's like, that there? Huh? Me. That? This one. Here? Yeah. See? You see the similarity? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's me. She's like, I know you're already creeped out because obviously I'm a fucking ghost, but if you needed any hints, ta-da! <laughs> Nothing proves the afterlife than a painting of the same person. She's like standing in front of it. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got two uh, thumbs and is dead? Ha! Uh, Her most infamous moment, however, came in 1936 when her photo was captured by Country Life magazine. And that is the photo that you look, usually it's the first one when you type in ghost photo, it's very clearly a woman standing on these stairs. Yeah. Um, However, sightings have not been reported since 1936. Hmm. Interesting. Right? Um, up next is the Alabama legend of the Red Lady of Huntingdon College. Ooh. Um, a young woman named Martha is said to have moved from New York to Alabama to attend Huntingdon College, uh, which was her grandma's alma mater, and it was also a written request in her father's will that she attend this school. Um, Martha moved into Pratt Hall and adorned her room in her favorite color, which was red. Uh, she was allegedly very shy, but her classmates mistook her shyness for pretentiousness and largely ignored her. Uh, friendless and alone, Martha then took to wandering the halls wrapped in her red comforter. Okay. I know. I've actually personally seen many people wander dorm hallways just like that. But, I mean, the circumstances were much different. They were either hungover no, they were generally hung over, just <laughs> shuffling down the hall. But she was just sad. Mm-hmm. Um, as if that weren't weird enough on its own, though, it said that Martha would wander into other dormitories and just lurk in people's doorways and stare at them while they slept. Okay, but that's weird, though. Girl, no! You can't just watch people sleep. I mean, okay. I do. It's weird, though. Is it? This is like a ten-year habit here, D. You got. You can't be telling me this now. Well, okay, but you're not wandering the halls wrapped in a comforter, staring at people while they sleep. Uh, It says who? Are you? (laughs) you? Touche. We don't know. We don't know that he's not coming to our homes in the middle of the night. Well, I mean, maybe not yours, but I've got at least like fifty neighbors. Nice. Okay. Well, okay, good. That's weird, though. So I can see. Okay, <laughs> so she's a little. She's a little different. A little different and very, very, very lonely. Okay. Um, so eventually, Martha became so withdrawn and depressed that she ended up slitting her own wrists in her room and dying. Martha, no. Uh, Pratt Hall is now the Department of Education and Psychology, and Martha can still be seen wandering the halls dressed in red. Uh, She also likes to fling open doors and create visions of red so people don't forget that she existed. I feel really bad. Vision of red, though. Kind of like a, I feel like a psychic image of some kind where she just presents uh, a color at you. She's like, uses her energy to make you see the color red, whether it's an actual object or just the color. I don't know. Um, But yeah, just so people don't forget her. And now 
she's like the resident ghost at uh, Huntingdon College. Oh, Martha. Yeah. And next, we've got California's Moss Beach Distillery Cafe, which is home to the Blue Lady. Okay. We got red yeah. ladies. We got blue ladies. We got brown ladies. We got white ladies. Got them all. Got ladies. Ladies. We, we got, got them. them. <laughs> uh, according to locals and life, the blue lady was a flapper who was married yeah. to yeah, was who was married to a bootlegger. Uh, but she ended up falling in love with the cafe's handsome pianist. Yeah. <laughs> pianist. Uh, the the pianist. Pianist, yeah. The, the, oh. the pe- pe- pianist? Pianist. The pianist. <laughs> pianist. Uh. Pam, 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 pam. The pants man. The pants man. Oh, I get it. Uh, so, one night, while taking a moonlit stroll on the beach, they were attacked by her jealous husband, and she was stabbed to death when she threw herself between the two men. Oh. Um, people that work at the cafe claim she wanders through in a blue dress looking for her lost lover. Uh, I know. The employees have attributed the blue lady to their paranormal experiences, such as objects levitating, mysteriously locked rooms, and other strange sightings. Um, children have also reported to see her standing on the cliffs nearby, warning them to keep away as it's not safe for them to be there. She's um, a helpful ghost. Yes. The story of the Blue Lady has been featured on Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. and Ghost Hunters. Okay. Although the Ghost Hunter gang claimed the whole thing was made up. Okay. Uh, the cafe, however, issued a respectful response titled, A Visit Does Not an Investigation Make. Oh, called that. The, the tea has been served. <laughs> nice and hot. Steamy. You can find their actual full response, I believe, online. I didn't look because that (laughs) that title was that says all that I need to know about what other information is going to be in there. Right. A visit does not an investigation make. I'm like, I don't need any more than that. Yeah, they literally walked in, did a walkthrough. It's not haunted, and that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So when it was on Unsolved Mysteries. They had a psychic come in and try and like figure out who this woman was and more about the story. Mm-hmm. The psychic was Sylvia Brown. But uh, oh, yeah, okay. Is that a good or so, a bad thing? I don't know. I'm neutral on Sylvia Brown. I don't know too much about her. She's been around a long time. Okay. Well, she has. She did die. Did a while ago. Had been. She's she's one yeah. of the OGs. Yeah. Okay. Like one of the OG TV psychics that you'd see. Oh, okay. So she was up there she with like, like Miss Cleo and shit. Um, no, she had this like frizzy hair. She had like long nails. Long. Had, had like she's like platform blonde, but it was like a bob, not like the Long Island medium where it's really tall. Her hair was more of she had bangs and a bob and very long nails. Okay. Yeah. My aunt had all of her books. I don't. Yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, so that was a thing that you know now. Uh, another well-known ghost, though not as widely reported as the Lady in White, would be the Grey Lady. She's been spotted in Scotland, New Zealand, Wales, England, and weirdly enough, Evansville, Indiana. The okay. same Grey Lady? Different Grey Ladies. It's kind okay. of like 
like how there are different white ladies, there's also okay. gray ladies. Just making sure. Um, so one of these apparitions is believed to be that of Dorothy Beaumont at Dudley Castle in England. Uh, as the story goes, Dorothy died not long after giving birth to a stillborn daughter. Um, and she can still be seen wandering the capital, crying out for her daughter and her husband. Um, Scotland is home to the Grey Lady of Fivey Castle, who apparently appeared uh, to visitors following the discovery and opening of Lady Meldrum's 13th century tomb in the 1920s. So that's when they first started seeing this gray lady at Fivey Castle was they uncovered this fucking tomb and they're like, well, shit. Um, it's believed that the gray lady is in fact Lady Meldrum herself, who was awesome and requested to be buried in the walls of the castle's tower in a secret room and I love her. Fuck yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she was like, hey, so when I die, can you just... Fucking entomb me in this secret wall, because why the fuck not? That sounds right. like a real great idea. I'm like, Lady Meldrum, I want to kiss your face. <laughs> That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, so after her remains were found, she was given a traditional cemetery burial, which boo. Um, oh, they didn't after- honor her wishes. They're like, we got to take her out of the wall, which I don't know why you would. Um, but because I am saying because they buried her in a fucking cemetery, and she's like, motherfucker, I was buried in a secret room for hundreds of years. Oh, dear. Right. <laughs> uh, after that happened, paranormal activity at the castle picked up and has not stopped since. Yeah, I bet. No. <laughs> uh, these next two aren't noted for what they're wearing, but more for what they do. Uh, the connection to the ladies in white is loose, but these are fun stories, and I wanted to talk about them because I do what I want. Fair. Also, they're a little on the spookier side, which, yay. So, first up, we have West Virginia's Screaming Jenny. Ooh. Yes. Jenny is said to be the ghost of a woman from the Depression era uh, who made little money doing various odd jobs and lived in an abandoned Baltimore and Ohio railroad shed. Um, one night while huddled, huddled near the fireplace, a spark jumped out landing on Jenny's wool skirt. Uh, took a moment for her to notice, but once she felt flames on her leg, it was too late and the wool skirt was ablaze. Uh, unable to extinguish the flames on her own, Jenny ran from her shed and down the tracks toward the train station nearby. Uh, unfortunately, Jenny's screams for help were so loud that she didn't hear the train coming. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. It got her. Oh, God. Yeah. She was buried. Yeah, she was buried in a pauper's grave. And on the anniversary of her death, her ghost appears running down the track, engulfed in flames and screaming. Jesus Christ. That's pretty intense, though. It is. I hate it, but I want to see it. Yes. That's how she appears. I love it. Yeah, just a ball of flames running down the train tracks and screaming. I am so on board with that. Right? Like... A screaming ball of fire. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, could you just fucking imagine going about your business, driving around her, and you see a fucking lady on fire, and you're like, I have to help her, and then she just disappears. You're like, well... 
that's going to haunt my dreams until I die. I want that yeah. on every road trip. <laughs> Me too. It's like, ooh. Well, it looks like we'll have to go to West Virginia. <laughs> if I could be greeted across every state border with a, a lady on fire. Just <laughs> like, welcome to Washington, sir. And then just somebody screams. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might happen if you go to Abbeville, Alabama. Okay. Because oh. this is the last one I got. And... This is where she's from, Abbeville, Alabama. But she does have roots going all the way back to Ireland. Okay. This is the legend of Huggin' Molly. Huggin' Molly. I like Huggin' Molly. Oh, yeah. So while I wasn't able to find any information on her Irish origins, uh, residents of Abbeville, more specifically parents of Abbeville, have used the legend of Hug and Molly to terrorize their children and keep them from breaking curfew for hundreds of years. Into it. Yeah. Over a hundred, for 100 years. Yes. At least. Um, according to local legend, Molly was a very tall, pale woman, often seen at night, wearing a wide-brimmed hat and a long black dress. Yeah. Um, she was allegedly unable to have children of her own, and so she was overcome with grief. And if she happened upon any children while taking her nightly stroll, she would immediately wrap them up in a hug and scream into their ears. <laughs> I, I love everybody you've talked about so far. <laughs> oh, she gets way cooler in just a second. The legend grew to include that she would scream while hugging children to death. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe because you should. Because you should. I'm so scared. I can't stop laughing. Uh, It is. So some kids shared with their friends their own harrowing encounters with Hug and Molly. One such boy stated that he was out late one night and out of the corner of his eye, he saw a large figure dressed in black lurking in the shadows. He started walking a little faster and noticed the figure sped up to match his pace. Eventually, the boy broke into a sprint and ran inside of his house. Uh, he went to the window and watched as the figure, which he is certain was hugging Molly herself, glide down the street without so much as a glance in his direction. Um, another youth claims to have escaped Molly's tight grasp, but only just. Only just. Only just. And a college professor, I believe this was in the 70s, uh, who happened to be seven feet tall. Oh. Got, he got real sick of students congregating in the streets at night during the summer and decided to take matters into his own hands. Oh, I see where this is going. Uh I'm really excited. So in order to scare the absolute fuck out of these youths, the professor donned a billowing black dress and tormented the students by chasing them and making them (laughs) without to get them. (laughs) Bravo. Chef's Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um... There is a restaurant in Abbeville called Huggin' Molly's with the motto, serving burgers, shakes, and friendly hugs. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the legend of the ladies in white. Nice. Well, all the ladies. Yay. So I did, uh, let's see, here's my 
My sources, Ranker, Laura Allen, Wikitree, Trace Allison, Wikipedia, Indomagic, Mental Floss, Christy Pushko, HugginMollies.com, The Occult Museum, Southern Living, Small Town Myths, and my personal favorite, UnsolvedMysteries.Fandom.com. .Fandom.com. Nice. Into it. Those were good ones. I really like legends that scare the shit out of kids. Yeah. You know what? I have no... Lie to them. People do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, Santa. Why not? Right? And then I got (laughs) criticized for telling my kids that they were allergic to marijuana and they'd go into anaphylactic shock and die if they smoked it. (laughs) Now, it didn't keep them, but it prolonged it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, my daughter actually yeah. thought she would die if she smoked marijuana. Yeah. I call that good parenting. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we've got Santa Claus. It's like, if you're good, this made up guy will come and bring you stuff. If you're bad and you're in Abbeville and late at night, you're outside when you shouldn't be, hugging Molly's going to get you. I think that's great. I know. I kind of want to start calling Goose that, hugging Molly. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. Right? And I I found that story. I don't remember where, but I was reading about it and I wanted to do just a story about Hug and Molly, but I'm like, there's not enough. Yeah. And then add to it. Yeah. And then I had my random, like, just the last month or so, I've been really into Ladies in White. So I was like, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Here for it. Into it. Yeah. So I have a story, but now here, here's the thing. So I have this amazing story, but I'm going to save it for when we're in studio because it's too good for, it, it, it needs to be in person. It's a good one. So luckily I had in my folder a really old story that I've just had and it's just been sitting there. Um, but so somehow, some way, the universe decided that the story that I was going to tell in studio today wasn't brain twin enough to go with your story. Oh. My story is also a legend. Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, also, I noticed that it's also so old that I don't have my sources on here and I will have to do that and get that in next week. So those are coming. I have so many backbones for next week now. Um, so today I have the legend of the Yazoo Witch. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So located in the middle of the historic section of Glenwood Cemetery in rural Yazoo City, Mississippi, is a grave that is surrounded by large chain links. And it's known as the Witch's Grave. As the legend goes... On May 25th, 1884, the Yazoo City Police were investigating the disappearance of several fishermen. Uh, Their investigation led them to a cabin in the swamp just outside of town. While inspecting a shed on the property, the police found several sets of bones. And a woman in the cabin immediately takes off running towards the swamp. Well, she hits a patch of quicksand and before they could reach her, she started to sink. But right before her head went under the sand, she vowed that she would return in 20 years 
to burn the entire town to the ground. Oh. So they fished her out. She's dead. They bury her in the cemetery. And just to be safe, they're like, we're going to put these really big chains over her grave. Well, 20 years later, on that same day she died, May 25th, 1904, on the anniversary of the witch's death, a fire did break out in Yazoo City, just as her curse foretold. So the fire, yeah, the fire, which originated in a part of town occupied by the Western Union and Postal Telegraph Companies, quickly spread to the telephone exchange, completely cutting the town off from the outside world. The fire spread real fast due to unseasonably high winds that day, which according to some was the work of the witch's curse as well. By the time it was extinguished, over 200 homes and most of the businesses in Yazoo City were destroyed. The official start of the fire is said to have started in the kitchen of Miss Wise's home while she was preparing food for her wedding that day. In the aftermath of the fire, a group of townspeople went to the cemetery, which had not been totally damaged, to check on the grave of the witch because literally everyone knew about this curse. They're like, holy fuck. And the chains had been broken. Ooh. Right. So now there are no police records regarding the missing men or the death of the witch. And there are no records regarding who is actually buried in that grave. All records were burned in the 1904 fire. Oh. Right. So that happened with my great grandpa. Oh. Except he wasn't a witch. Uh, My woo woo. He was born in a small town called Hartville, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And during one year, all of the, because it's that kind of town where every record is kept in one small building and it burnt down. So yep. he never had a copy of his original birth certificate because it went up in flames. Yep. And he would argue with his sister about how old he was. For life, she's like, Hubert, you were born in this year, and he's like, Get damn it, I was not. (laughs) It's great, okay? So, uh, over the years, the chains would deteriorate, some are stolen, they're always replaced, and a new headstone was put up in 1995, but it cracked into several pieces and just still lays on the ground. Parts of the chains were stolen as recent as 2016. Oh. Come and try to steal souvenirs from the grave. The legend of the Yazoo witch lives strong in the community to this day. However, as most legends are started, she may have been based on an actual person. So Harriet N. Pruitt of Yazoo City was one of the first female newspaper editors in the United States. Oh. And in 1884, the same year as the witch story came about, she was a widow living on the outskirts of Yazoo City in a wisteria-covered cabin. The 1880s was a time when newsmen could be challenged to a duel for stories that were perceived as inflammatory. However, this did not pertain to women. Mrs. Pruitt took advantage of her immunity to fearlessly take on the Democratic Party, which at the time embraced the racist agenda and controlled most of the su- southern states. Mm-hmm. One could theorize that these rumors of witchery could have been directed at Miss Pruitt in an act of revenge against a woman with the audacity to speak her mind 
who is immune to pistols at 10 paces. Nice. And that is the short but sweet story of the Yazoo witch and maybe a badass Mrs. Pruitt. Yeah. Hi. Dope. Yes. Yeah. So she was uh, out there calling them all out. And because she could. She was immune to to any retribution that could come from it. So she did it. And, you know, that might have been how they got back at her. Who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows who's in that grave. Nobody. That's that's all just a theory. But, you know, it was the same year that the legend started. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I like that, though. She sounds like a fucking badass. Badass. Yep. Yep. So that's that. And I will have all of my sources next week with my many backhoes. Yes. <laughs> my many my, backhoes. My dog children are in the pod fist with me. Oh, oh I see them. Hmm? I'm not, no. I don't want your giant tennis ball, but I thank you. I Hang on. Uh, oh, good. Where are you? I can't. I don't know. <laughs> There's a bubby. Which are you hot? This is Hawkeye. Hawkeye, okay. Trapper is sleeping in front of the door. Okay. Let's see. Trapper? Trap, what are you doing? Oh, him sleeping. Him sleeping. Is he also they a Peter were... Shepherd? No, he is a shepherd lab mix. Oh, that's right. We have the same mix. We do, but he is 100% goon. Mm. Oh, this is Hawkeye's favorite thing. Oh, I know. Give me, well, I don't. No take. Oh, we'll get him back there. Just travel. (laughs) (laughs) CB, they had a, they went to daycare and spent the night last night. So they always come back extra tired because they got to play with all their friends for all night. Mm. They had a spin spin a night with their friends. Slumber party. Yeah, Yeah. I just sat here this whole time because I just got the baby down for a nap. Right before we started. So I've been sitting here while my girl child was getting her nails done, just praying that he didn't wake up because when he wakes up, he wakes up mad and Uh-oh. screaming. Sure. And I'm like, oh God, please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. <laughs> Everyone would hear it. Roman's wrath. Wrath <laughs> of Roman. So, hey. Well, we did it. A quarantine edition yet again. I am just so done over. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Here's the thing. I mean, we already, we already talked about the the whole why we're doing this and whatnot. Um, It's July and clearly a lot of parts of our country are fucking not ready for a pandemic. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a decent chance we're going to have to do this again. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not next week, maybe not this month or even next month, but there is a very high likelihood that we're going to have to do at least a couple more quarantine episodes just because yeah. of, you know, what, yeah. you know, it's a virus. So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't I, laughing at that. I was laughing at my stupid dog. No, sure. I saw a video today of someone in North Carolina, actually, where uh, producer Goose lived. 
throwing an unholy fit because she wouldn't wear a mask while picking up her takeout, screaming, we don't cover our faces in America. They can't tell us what to do. We're Americans. And I just don't. Oh, and she screamed Trump 2020 on the way out the door. Oh, yeah, I saw. I I think I saw the headline. Did you see that? Oh, my. I, I just don't understand. Can you imagine if in the 40s people were like, you can't tell me to draw my blackout curtains so Germans don't bomb us. I'm American. You know, can you imagine right? that happening? Right. Right. I, I, I just don't. I can't even say, I, I almost said I don't understand the logic, but there isn't any. So yeah. we don't cover our faces in America. Wait, there's there's this, there's this really big thought like powerful thought out there that wearing the mask insinuates that you are giving into government oppression and it's virtually baseless like i get that following a state mandated order is giving into a government order but it's a fucking pandemic yeah well it's like if you're worried about excuse you It's very mad. It's like if it was just, you know, don't eat toast on Tuesday. Okay, well, that's stupid. You know, this is different. It's a pandemic and it's a global pandemic. It has not shit all to do with just this country at all. This this isn't about Republicans and it isn't about Democrats. It is about humanity and people need to just, I I don't. Get the fuck over themselves. Yeah. Like I, I, and I've posted it. It's on my Facebook. I think it's my cover photo. It's like I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. Right. Right. Um, but also, people are like, "Oh no! If I wear a mask, it's the government. They're going to track me." Okay. Well, do you have? Do you pay taxes? Do you have a driver's license, a social security number? They already know everything about you, guys. Right? We are all communicating on devices that were built by the hands of underpaid, probably dead children. Right. Okay. So you want to talk about government oppression? Let's start looking inward because a mask is the least of our fucking concerns. Yeah. I mean, there it's, it's a disease. It has nothing to do with governments yet. It's become so politicized. I will never understand. No. And this was Political Corner brought to you by Ghosts and Hoes. <laughs> also, a weird thing that I saw. Apparently, there are some people out there that were convinced the metal part in the masks was some kind of like 5G tracking. No. Something. Yeah. No. Guys, no. if you want something to be scared of, by the government. Go to Netflix right now and watch The Great Hack. Have fun. Be scared at that. Don't be scared of a fucking mask. Be scared about that. Okay? And be scared about what's going to happen if people just don't wear masks and go out willy-nilly. I mean, you can go out safely. That's the whole point. Yeah. Go do things. Do it safely. God damn it. You don't, like, this, 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 okay, I will admit very much when I see somebody driving by themselves with a mask on in their car and the windows up, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing with your life? Knock it off. That always makes me a little confused too. I'm like, if you're at the park walking around, don't wear a mask. 
It's outdoors. It's well ventilated. You're, well, you're fine. Now, now they're saying that you're going to have to wear them outside. Kate Brown put that uh, as a man. I actually was just reading that. Kate Brown mm-hmm. mandated that you have to wear a mask outdoors if you cannot socially distance. And that's fair. Uh, okay. That's fair. That fair. I'm going to take Lana to the park after we're done. There will not be anybody within 30 feet of me at any point in time. I'm not going to wear a mask. No. If I go to no. Walmart or Fred Meyer, yeah, I'm putting that motherfucker on. If I go indoors, yeah. I'm putting that thing on. Absolutely. That's all you have to do. Wear it when it, you are indoors with other people you don't know. Right. It's that simple. It's not it's that, that big simple. of a deal. Nope. It's not. <laughs> it's no. not. Like, I have asthma. I don't love it, but I'm going to wear it. Yeah. Like the only thing, like it's not that I feel like I can't breathe. It's just sometimes it makes my face way too hot. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like funny, but that's just because I have cloth on. Like it's the same thing with wearing clothes. Sometimes you just get hot. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. No one likes it. No one yeah. enjoys it. No one's like, oh, I'm gonna put my mask on. Nobody right. likes it. But we no. do it for the greater good. That's that's not has nothing to do with socialism or it, it's just. These people, I just can't. I can't. I cannot. You're by wearing a mask, you're buying into the one thing that honestly, out of almost anything that you pay attention to, you should pay attention to, which is fucking science. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. Science science has become, you know, it's scientists aren't even agreeing. It's, Which is fine. You know, Scientists yeah. cannot agree. That's part of science is to like John, John framed this up for me really well. The point of science is to prove yourself wrong. The yeah, whole idea right. behind the, the super basic scientific model is disproving a theory that you come up with. It is to try over and over and over and over again to prove your theory wrong. That's why science stands up because you can repeatedly not prove yourself wrong and therefore you're correct. Or your theory yeah. at that time is correct until further notice. Scientists can absolutely disagree. That is the point of it: is to consistently evolve opinions and views, so we're we're be we're able to base decisions on things that are multiple times over repeatable, so we can establish them more or less as a baseline fact. Now, right now, yeah, scientists are questioning each other, but it's still a vast majority of scientists. Right. Are on the same page. If you have 200 scientists saying wear a mask and a 50 that aren't, I'm going with the 200. Oh, um, yep. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, well, shit. We did it. <laughs> well, shit. We solved it, you guys. We did. We did. People just need to let us run the country for a right? minute. Yeah. Just from now until January. Two ladies and a gay. Let's do it. <laughs> what more could you ask for, honestly? <laughs> right? I feel like that is the greatest combination. Oh, my God. That is the we presidential tried trinity. Yes, we haven't tried that yet. So I feel like we should be doing this. Look, if Kanye can run. No, he can't. <laughs> At this point, I hate him less than the other two options. No, he said slavery was a choice. Did you read and... though he actually came out and was like, 
that yeah, was all an him. act. I don't care either. It's pretty terrible. Well, but he did come out and say, like, everything I said was an act. And since then, all the money I've made from doing all that shit, I've donated to causes that are against it. Yeah, I don't believe it because he's also done really crazy interviews recently where he sounds literally That's true. unhinged. I still like, really don't like him. Trust me. Did you know that his presidential model for running the White House is that of Wakanda? <laughs> Not a joke. A literal quote from Kanye West himself. I mean, speaking of, I am wearing a Black Panther shirt because, yeah, that movie's great. But guess what, Kanye? It's a fucking movie. How about you take all your money and just stay out of government? You know, Kanye, what you could do is give that money to somebody who actually can make differences. Yeah. Causes instead of giving it to yourself. Yeah. But he doesn't even want to do it. He just wants to split the votes. We've already had one heinous reality TV personality in the White House for four years. I refuse to have another. And that's, but that's the shitty thing is he's only doing it so that, yeah, he's trying to help Trump get reelected. Exactly. He's trying to take the young African-American votes and the uh-huh. young generation votes from Biden. Don't fall for it. Please don't. Don't do it. He's having a bipolar episode. He's nuts. Come on. Do, do better. Be smarter. He also believes that the vaccine will put a chip inside of you. I mean, that's kind of what most anti-vaxxers have thought. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the more extreme ones think that there's chip technology. I feel in like he's probably one of the QAnon types. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, I bet he does follow Q. I bet he does. Yeah. Which, that's not, we don't need that. No. No. Especially not in the White House. No. Uh, no. Thank you, no. We've already got this nightmare. Please let it end. Please. For the love. So. For the love. Yeah, well. Of all things you hold sacred and dear. Please. All right, well, y'all know the drill. Rate, review, subscribe, share. If you would like to join our Patreon, please do. We've got that back up and running. Don't vote for fucking Kanye West. Be better, be smarter. I would rather vote for Bob Cranmer and Gwyneth Paltrow 2020 than Kanye West. Woof. I know. Handles for all. And while she was running on that platform. Yeah. <laughs> you mean I don't have to pay $80 for your candle? I just get it for free? God. That's the level of consumerism we fall into. <laughs> <laughs> it really oh, is. Shit. Yeah. Cranmer well, 2020. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I hate it, but. Demons and vagina candles. Vagina demon candles? Demon vagina candles. Ooh. We got them. Ooh. <laughs> Should we make a demon vagina candle? Okay, so mm. I imagine it smells it like smell like it smells like a uh, campfire with a little I, bit of cinnamon. Yes, campfire was the first thing that came into my mind. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm doing this campfire with a little bit of cinnamon, just you know, for red essentially. Yeah, <sighs> some kind of flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a like an orchid. Or something. They don't smell. They have orchid scented stuff though. Which is weird because orchids I know. Don't smell. I know, but it's a thing. Like how bananas, the banana flavoring, 
for like oh, candy and like banana. Well, it's because there was a type of banana that it doesn't exist anymore. So the flavoring for banana flavor was taken Based from that an old banana. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are the things that I know from so runts, right? Run the runts right. banana flavoring. Well, any like any kind of banana flavored candy like banana, or banana, banana popsicle. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this does not taste like a banana. Apparently, there was a banana that used to taste like that. Oh, yeah. A hundred years or, ago, bananas were completely different. Or that's what bananas tasted like. It, from what I remember, it was a different variety of yeah. banana. It is not Got distinct it. That does not, it does not but, exist anymore. But, not but yeah, a banana. Uh, did you guys know that McDonald's hash browns are a proprietary blend of like five different potatoes? I did not. I know did that. not. Yep. Huh. And they're also deep fried in crack cocaine to make you want them all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I do. Same. It's That's it fortnightly. Fortnightly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, highly recommend. This is the Colonel. He's in the pan tablet. <laughs> have you used your air fryer to make hash brown patties yet, Randall? No. Well, no. No, I have not. You Mostly can I don't know how to make proper hash browns. Buy them pre-patty <laughs> and throw them in your air fryer. Sure. There, there you, you're welcome. I ordered, I ordered a, a small Solved baking it. pan for my air fryer, though, so I can Ooh. start baking stuff in there. So it's like an easy bake oven for Basically. adults? It's an easy yeah, bake like, oven for, it's it's a tiny convection oven. Yeah. I can't I have a normal that. convection oven. No. But, but you know, I love it. I'm anti-instant pot. I didn't like it. No, I love mine. But I'm going to get an air fryer now. Yeah, and then I'm going to air fry everything. I think I might like that better. It's a you very might. different experience. I mean, if you Why like baking, like- but like it done in like 60% of the time, you're going to love the air fryer. I like Why don't you frying. like Instant Pot? I just, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't make hey, D. brothy, soupy things enough to need it, I guess. I, I would rather let it go slow and low in a crock pot than freak out with all the steam and the buttons. I don't understand that thing. I think you're just scared of it because it's technology. Yes. <laughs> I will show you. I will show I, you. I used it once and I was just like, yeah. Eh. What I, did you make? I, some sort of soup. Broccoli. Ch- I don't know. I don't no, remember. No, you, I'll show you. We'll what else you do with it? I make oh, my. You can make fucking. You can make an entire, an entire pasta baked dinner in that thing. Yeah, you can make bread in it. Yeah. Um, I the first thing I made in mine because I was scared of it and didn't use it forever. Uh, I made um, hard boiled eggs. Oh sure, because oh, yeah. it takes a lot of time and it's a lot less farty smelling in your house when you make them in there. Um, and you can also, just throw like whole chicken breasts in there. You can cook a chicken breast in like twelve minutes. Yeah. Huh. I'll find you some good recipes that are not soup. Okay. And yeah, you can make a fuck ton in an Instant Pot. Oh, yeah. Like, I love using it. It's just... I, I think it has a yogurt setting. Some of them do. Yeah. Mine has a setting for yogurt. I mine don't does think too. mine does. Mine's not the big, big fancy one. And this was Cooking Corner, brought to you by Ghost and Hose and the Pentavenet. <laughs> I bought that yeah. stand mixer, haven't used it yet. Anyway... Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, yes, all the stuff and things. All the stuff and things. All in. So, 
Yes. Till next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Bob. Bob. Fuck you, Gwyneth. Fuck you, people that don't want dumb fucking fucks. I hate those. Fuck you both. Fucking swindling pieces of shit. Windling swindlers. Fuck your demons. Fuck your candles. Fuck your coochie candles. (laughs) Fuck it all. Fuck your couch. Fuck your bowls. Fuck that couch. Fuck them all. Fuck your salt grinder. All it. Stupid vibrators. Dumb. Fuck. Can't stand you. I'm done now. Okay. <laughs>